This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. Angrez apna lagaan aur news laundry apna hafta kabhi nahi chhodte. Welcome to another episode and I wish I could greet you with a happy holi. But there is very little that is happy with this holi. We have just seen a horrific bloodbath in Delhi and the death count is up to 53 right now. Uh, it could go up. And the coronavirus has also hit India. with about 30 cases so uh, i hope the year looks up from here we've hit rock bottom but going forward i hope for the best i hope for more before i introduce the panel can i please request our listeners to pay to keep news free because when the public pays the public is served and when advertisers pay advertisers are served please pay to keep news free and if you've seen the news laundry ground reports over the last week 10 days you can imagine the amount of time our wonderful reporters and they are really young idealistic bunch spent out on the streets through the night this takes time money energy resources so do consider subscribing to news laundry go to our website on the top right hand corner click on news laundry subscribe button and pay to keep news free also we have a couple of active news laundry sena projects one is the who owns your media project and if The Chhattisgarh project has been topped up already that also may still be around although I'm very happy to say so many of you contributed and we had collected almost 60 to 70% of the total amount already the other project is who owns your media media ownership is a tricky business and it requires a lot of time effort and research this has been active for a long time if you could please quickly top up this project and request your friends to as well we can just start going on this cuz you've already got a certain amount of minimum research ready So do check it out. Also, we have country and city specific subscribe uh, WhatsApp groups for subscribers, so we can keep you posted on what's happening, like Delhi NCR, Mumbai, Bangalore, Pune, etc. So if you're a sub- subscriber and you know want to be added to the subscriber WhatsApp group of your region, mail us your contact number on contact at newslaundry dot com with the city and the country, so we can add you to that city and country WhatsApp group. It'll help us plan events better. So here is what happened in Delhi and what occupied. all news professionals and viewers the delhi violence was it a riot was it a pogrom was it just communal carnage i don't know what term to give it we'll discuss that that can continue to dominate the news new cases have been registered i'm not sure any case have been registered any against police personnel who also caught on camera doing horrific stuff a new video has emerged of a mob taking you know beating up policemen and actually bashing one of them we don't know what actually uh, is the specific action taken against them then there is the aap councilor tahir hussain who has come back and surrendered uh, then there was that press conference by the police saying that they had actually rescued him and then a clarification was a foot later that no we had not rescued him then here hate speech please on friday the supreme court has told the high court the high court was pushing this kicking this can down the road on the on, on the hate speeches and they had i think given uh the police some four weeks or five weeks to decide to file the reason why they haven't filed FIRs then the delhi police probe says that whatsapp group were created to spread hate just before the surge in delhi violence delhi government sets up nine shelters for riot hit people arvind kejriwal has announced and a bunch of other measures how well or not they are doing is still up for debate then kejriwal has announced 10 lakh compensation for the family of the deceased of all the riot victims but one crore for the ib official who was killed i don't quite get why 
one life is worth more than the other but anyway then mamta banerjee has weighed in saying the delhi violence was a planned genocide regarding the sedition case the aap government has given a nod to prosecute kanhaiya kumar then the ca violence accused are named and shamed on yogi adityanath's orders big banners have been put out in parts of uh, up and this includes people that they were you know perpetrators of violence or trouble the same people who the court in up had said the police has no evidence against them how the hell have you arrested them but mr yogi ji doesn't care he has put their pictures and is doing the naming and shaming so clearly our country is in some la la land then covid 19 which is a name given to the corona virus is bang in india now 30 confirmed cases and expected to go up some offices in gurgaon have been closed for 15 days because some employees tested positive schools are shut in delhi for the next i think 15 20 days justice murlidhar was given a very amazing goodbye by the delhi high court he is the judge who was transferred who heard the delhi case on filing hate speech fir's against those netas who really came down heavily in the police at 11 o'clock at night he was given an order to go to haryana punjab and haryana high court his farewell from the delhi high court was quite a remarkable one you can see the pictures and hopefully news run will have a piece on that parliament was stalled because of a ruckus created and seven members have been suspended we shall discuss that in a little more detail meanwhile internationally elizabeth warren is out of the presidential race now it's two old men and uh, yeah i think uh, that about winds up the headlines now let me introduce the panel So on the panel of the hafta today we have our in-house team of Raman Kripal hi Mehraj Lone hello hello Anand Vardhan from Patna hello. hi Anand and joining hello. us from England is Kapil Komireddy did i pronounce that right Kapil yeah that's right yeah so a little bit about you you were born in india you were educated in england you've written from south asia eastern europe middle east and you have written for the economist the new york times washington post the spectator time magazine and a whole bunch of other foreign publications your first book malevolent republic a short history of new india was published in india and uk in 2019 and it won a lot of critical acclaim and it was named a critics book of the summer by the financial times and the times literary supplement and a book of the year by india today and business standard you are a contributor to monocle radio and you live between hyderabad and london that's correct yes and right now you're in london that's correct yes so let's start off with the biggest headline on the newsmaker of the week which was the delhi violence now let me come to our guest kapil first you have observed this from a completely outsider kind of perspective from london foreign media i'm guessing is what you consume before you give me your commentary on what you think of its coverage what was lacking what what wasn't I have two specific questions. One, there is much debate here on whether this should be called a riot or not because I wasn't really aware that a riot suggests a spontaneous battle between two communities or organizations or whatever it is on the streets and some people want to give it the term pogrom because it has the state is an active participant. So A, how should it be categorized in your view? and b do you think the criticism that the foreign media has been very one sided in its coverage is accurate over to you kapil right so the a riot implies a spontaneous erup- eruption of violence we know for a fact that a spontaneous eruption would not have the kind of preparation that we've seen here you know people were equipped people were brought in from outside uh, delhi 
to attack and to rampage through the streets, to vandalize places of worship. Uh, I don't think this is a riot. I think this wasn't quite a pogrom either, because a pogrom requires a standard that this violence hasn't quite met. There are elements of a pogrom there. I've, I've described this as a prelude to a full-blown pogrom, and people such as your organization and other young reporters have actually, in in the manner in which they covered it, the aggressive coverage they lavished upon this violence, they managed to stem the violence because they managed to create an awareness around the world of what was happening. And this is this was happening in Delhi. And I think the government felt compelled to take action after three days of the city burning and count of dozens of people being killed in, in the violence. But I don't think it is emphatically not a riot. Uh, it has all the elements of a riot but because there was a spontaneous eruption at the moment, but it grew into something that could have become a pogrom had it not been stopped. And uh, what about the criticism that the foreign media has a very one-sided coverage? In fact, the BBC has a, a, a function on the 8th of March, I think it is, for a, you know an award for sportswomen in India. And the yeah. head of Prasar Bharti, um, what's his name? The public broadcaster. Uh, the, the, the public broadcaster. Uh, I'll just his name will just come to me. Uh, so, uh, he has refused to attend, saying that the BBC had a very one-sided coverage of this. Uh, do you think the foreign media has been extremely selective in what it has chosen to highlight? I think uh, the foreign media's coverage has. I think there's there's a lack of nuance for sure. There there are two sides here. One is that anything that is not complementary about India. Is, is vilified in India by the trolls as anti-India bias. And that, that vilification tends to obscure the fact that some of the coverage of India actually isn't very nuanced anymore. A lot of the people who write about the rise of Hindu nationalism, about the current regime, do not talk about the causes that gave rise to the regime. They do not mention the fact that CAA was, why the CAA was necessitated. They do not mention how the CAA actually functions. And this is a work, I don't think this is an act of design. I think when a perception builds up that a country is in decline, there's very little capability among people who cover that country from, from a distance to actually introduce nuance into it. It, it, it sort of, you know, when a, when a piece is written in Delhi and sent to uh, London or to New York for editing, I think the editor uh, editors add their own language, they compress language, and nuance somehow gets eliminated from that coverage. Uh, there is certainly a lack of nuance, and the way India is now being perceived is quite injurious to India's prospects, It's certainly its economy. Um, so I accept, yeah, that the, the, there's a lack of nuance in how India is covered, but I, I don't think there is a conspiracy, if you will, to, to defame India. I think India is supplying enough material to people who dislike India and people who don't know much about India, people who are just beginning to learn about India. India is giving them enough, enough material to think that India isn't the kind of place uh, they thought or they want it to be. Right. I'll just move on to Anand, but before that, just a couple of headlines. And um, Kapil, do let me know when you have to go. It's fine. I understand you have a packed schedule, so I appreciate that. So a few things happened when this entire you know, Delhi violence unfolded. Uh, one was several videos came about. One of them shows how a cop was pulled into a crowd and bashed. 
and i don't know if it's that same cop who later died or that's a separate case because this it cop hasn't was yeah, yeah it hasn't been confirmed yet yeah, the case but was. he was taken to the hospital he was bleeding yeah, yes and it shows like about a bunch of maybe 30 or 40 cops caught in a mob of a few hundred from either side stoning them and one of them gets pulled in uh, that recently came about and that was used in fact on prime time yesterday to justify the cops uh, heavy handedness then there were several videos of the cops either assisting uh, hindu mobs or you know bashing up people who were already you know lying and bleeding one of them has eventually died we have an interview with the young boy who took that video of the cops beating up a bunch of muslim youths and making them sing the national anthem uh, we will come to the how the aap has reacted and how the prime minister has reacted and everything after this but this is what happened as far as the violence is concerned the death toll now is 53 people and uh, we don't know if it will go up it might so coming to you anand a what is the term you would give to this violence cuz i really have i'm conflicted about that and about the same thing that kapil spoke about while well, he says there is a lack of nuance but yet the whole thing that if india is not shown in good light it is anti india conspiracy are we a little too churlish and childish about how the foreign media covers us okay so about the classification of the violence uh, um, i would uh, classify it as a communal uh, violence only not pro- program or Uh, uh, and even and even more uh, in even in more exaggerated terms as genocide uh, it was neither pro- a program nor a genocide but a, a communal violence it is not very um, different from uh, other forms of communal violence except two or three things uh, i was uh, Uh, I uh, mean, I had a pre-nomination uh, of uh, this uh, anti and pro Shia groups uh, somehow uh, getting into a violent confrontation. It uh, before this violence, it had some flashes of such violent confrontation in other parts of the country, including Bihar. in patna there was a confrontation between the two groups but on such uh, and uh, there were other uh, parts of india but on a very low intensity le- level or uh, uh, but uh, delhi being the hub of uh, protest mainly anti shia protests and a kind of uh, uh say retaliatory kind of backlash being built up by political players as well as uh, a kind of uh, person who is uh, uh, easily taken into this uh, but uh, now that was uh, uh, the thing now second thing is the sequence the sequence of events through video footage or something is still not clear means people have fragments of video here there they are disturbing uh, incidents in itself but they don't explain a sequence so only uh, an investigation uh, uh, an investigation can actually establish a sequence and in that sense for all its flaws the police investigation if done well is the, the only thing to look for because to, there are two things that separate police 
First is that they would have access to information which generally journalists do, uh, can't demand from people because of being the authorized agency to seek information about any uh, violation of law. They would get information which otherwise people would not get. Second, they would have to stand by whatever facts they find in court. They, they would have to supplement adequate evidence to support that. So only when the sequence of events is clear, then we can arrive at a definition of it. Uh, also, uh, one element also I would like to say that the causal relationship, the cause and effect relationship, that what caused it is still uh, very hazy. And it's never clear that what actually caused it is now a spontaneous preparation from both communities, what the initial probe WhatsApp group have been created beforehand to supply, uh, say, means volatile information. So these things, uh, I think it would be too early to define nature of violence. Okay, so um, I'll before I come to Mehraj and Raman sir, and I have the same question, I just had one quick response, Anand, if you can give me. I'm curious to know that while you said that for all its flaws, you'll still like the police to carry out the investigation. So in your eyes, there is enough out there for us to trust the police. And I ask in the context of Justice uh, Murlidhar's hearing, where a video of Kapil Sharma and that... Uh, DSP. Verma's, uh, that Sahib Singh's son's Parvesh speech, Verma. which mm -hmm. had been, Anurag. you know, uh, wall to wall, it had been shown everywhere. The police said, we are not aware of this speech. We haven't seen it yet. That's why we haven't taken any action. And also in light of all the videos of the Delhi police actually handing rocks to people uh, and beating them up, you still believe that the police is the best chance we have of finding out what happened? No, what I'm saying is that with all flaws, because the police still could have, uh, say, first communication gap, and all, all is to say that uh, all investigation would be prejudiced because of that, I don't buy that theory. Because the police is also constituted of different sets of people. So uh, uh, also the kind of information that it can dig would be far greater than any other organization. No, that's what I mean. Considering there was a video that... Pretty much everybody in the country had seen. A cop was but, standing next to him. And the police, but the police had not seen it. You believe that they will have information that we don't when no, but, the exact but, opposite uh, is when true. they would investigate, they would put everything on the table. Okay. So uh Mehraj, uh, how about you? How I, would you I, classify this and, and why? And about the foreign angle. Classification, I think I would go with the word carnage so communal carnage so mm. I, I i think i've discussed this before so i was editing this book on the communal rights in bagalpur and gujarat so and we discussed how we should classify it mm. then we decided on carnage because communal violence doesn't convey the gravity of the situation and like kapil rightly said it doesn't reach to the level of a program right, right now and rights like you said so you're saying it doesn't reach the level of program that's in sheer numbers or scale or Yes, or, and, or, or visible and, state and, involvement. Yes, and after three days, the government did whatever it did. It controlled it, and so it, even if there was state backing, but it was only to a limited extent. The mm. essential feature of a program, of course, is also the scale and also the the complicity of the state. Active state uh, yeah. involvement. So carnage, yeah. I think, sort of conveys for me conveys the okay. whole thing. 
as for the foreign coverage yeah it's true i mean it's going to happen everywhere even if indian media is covering a foreign country this is not going to be much nuance but as for the, as the facts are concerned nobody has disputed the facts the biggest controversy the biggest talking point was the wall street journal uh, reporting that uh, ib officers brother saying that there was a hindu mob there yes. he didn't say the hindu mob killed him but he, he said, said there was a, was a hindu there. mob and that is not disputed we have a story up ayush went on the ground and he found there was actually a hindu mob right across the street from where this right. person was killed mm. so that's not disputed so nobody has disputed the fact so when we are talking about that they they are lying or whatever nobody has countered any fact so it's just that they are showing this thing and there's this idea that since i mean i remember this uh, one of our subscribers raj shekhar had written this beautiful piece for us about the hindutva how the hindutva man sort of what is his psychology mm. and one aspect is that from the, from childhood he's been taught that india is great mm. nothing bad ever happens in india mm. and then he sa- sees this foreign media coverage of this and it only shows india in a negative light because that's what's happening mm. and his sense of pride is hurt and then he like blames everybody but himself for the for all these ills right as for the role of the police i i completely disagree with anand if we have to find the truth we have to go beyond the i don't know to which institution but beyond police beyond the usual institutions of state hmm. this is a police which not only sided with the rioters not only was complicit in the violence you have plenty of videos around with the police going and breaking cctv cameras to right. destroy evidence yeah and this was not just some rotten apples within the police who were doing this yeah, this was many. institutional hmm. and uh, what's the evidence for that like you said the court hearing mm. there's a policeman police officer standing right next to kapil mishra when he says when he makes that speech and now they're saying we haven't even seen that we are not aware of it right raman sir what is your view no if you look at the context you know they they the politicians the kind of war uh, the verbal war which was happening before this took place is uh, they're trying to project as if it is a war between two civilizations hmm okay this is what was building up with the kind of uh, you know uh, it's a civilizational clash which haan. also jaggi who i think has yes. completely lost his yeah. mind so so so, so, tweeted, so yeah. these people and and uh, there were attempts uh, you know people had come with pistol at shinebag also hmm. to uh, you know there was an attempt uh, hmm. you know to do create some to kind escalate. of violence to escalate it but that is muslim dominated area completely muslim dominated area hmm. things did not happen if you look at the geography of northeast hmm. uh, delhi hmm. it is different you have muslim pockets surrounded by hindus and you have a couple of muslim dominated areas hmm. okay so i think i personally feel prima facie it was deliberate hmm. it was started with some intentions and to considering teach, teach a lesson considering where it was started civilization hmm. and then the muslims in way they were uh, larger in number they reacted to it okay they also reacted to it they also killed uh, hindus ha uh, hindus so i think it was a it was a right, right full blown right now before we move on you know the amount of time and effort it takes to report uh, you should really speak to a reporter friend and the amount of compromises the media is doing is truly alarming there was a piece today in fact where abhinav kumar wrote in the indian express who is usually really bad for the police has said how every institution has failed in this riot or whatever it was that happened in delhi including the media and you know why that is because the media depends on either government ads or large corporations and large corporations are scared of the government because they can shut a corporation like that so they will advertise what is you know 
in favor of the overwhelming narrative so unless you pay to keep news free you can keep whining about how bad news is this that and the other nothing's going to happen but you can change the narrative if you want of how news is reported ground reports are the soul of news not shouting matches so i would urge you to pay to keep news free go to newslawyer.com click on the subscribe button because when the public pays the public is served and for those of you who already subscribe thank you guys so much you can please urge and nudge your friends to do the same and like i mentioned in the beginning we are setting up whatsapp group which are region country and area and city wise so that we can plan our events better do send us your contact number if you want to be added on to the group and the city or the country because uh, we are going to have groups along these cities and regions right now and going forward maybe more delhi ncr mumbai bangalore pune hyderabad and for overseas we have groups which are europe us canada singapore and dubai and why we need you to add your names is because judging by the size of the subscription group in every city or region we will plan our events and like i said we plan a lot of events we're planning many events over the next couple of years and this year for sure so now i just like to move on to the corona virus which has become a huge news story uh this morning it was on cnn on bbc it was on all our desi channels who for a change were not doing hindu muslim hindu muslim so a couple of things that were revelation to me one is that i mean i'm not saying that one shouldn't be careful or shouldn't you know but the overall kya kehte hain the percentage of people who die as a you know from the total who get infected is like fatality 2% the fatality is 2% out of which uh the fatality if you are between 20 to 50 is like 1.1% not even 0.9% if you are between like 10 and 20 it's like 0.2% and if you're above 60 then it's like 8% mm. so the like so the i mean the it is for a young person it is very low the fatality mm-hmm. rate and that actually was not what i had got from what i had heard that you know uh, you know it seems a lot more alarming but when you actually see the age wise break up of fatality for a young fit person this is like a flu which flu. goes it comes and that's goes. what it's like a flu so the any other flu which doesn't have a medicine right now whose immune system is weak which is the old and the very young they are more susceptible to it so if you have a decent immune system if you are healthy so you should be able to survive it but that's not the that is not the only factor i mean fatality rate is 2% doesn't mean only those people will die in a sure. country like india without any proper healthcare system right you are asking for a disaster right even if you have been tested positive so far in india out yeah. of which 15 are italian tourists yeah. who are in delhi so i i've been saying this india got so incredibly lucky because the first three cases that came before this became a panic came to kerala if you want a disaster i mean i shouldn't say this but that's the place where you want because they be. controlled sars so well sars back, back and nipa they have the health infrastructure Absolutely they so have common. the more importantly they have the political will will and the civic consciousness mm. to deal with th- these things and they if, make less noise if this thing had come to say like north india Khattar. anywhere in north india khatter had been presiding over this before they started screening and all these things mm. i dread to imagine what would have happened no, in fact, you know kerala's the... controlling of sars and mars was considered one of the best in the world not just in india even, you, even nipa do you know like, who the health minister is where in kerala who a lady but oh, it's a lady no. sujata uh, she is. fabulous uh, mm. person unassuming mm. and yeah, she is the one who has been and she did the sars thing right. i read her interview at that time in fact dhanya tweeted that she's an amazing, amazing. like uh, minister uh-huh. so um you know kapil you can tell me what the situation in uk is and how big a deal is it i mean up up 
people like in america there are many cities where toilet paper has gone out of stock hand wash has gone out of stock yeah what's it like in the, the uk kapil well there have been about 150 cases and yesterday there was one death a woman with underlying conditions died and the tragedy as it unfolds is also revealing the consequences of cuts to healthcare you know hmm. uh britain has shed about 160000 hospital beds uh, over the past three past four decades actually so now this country has one of the lowest per capita beds hospital beds fewest hospital beds across europe and if this crisis escalates uh, you will see hospitals clogged up uh, fewer doctors a very few resources to deal with the problem i i do not i i do not have expertise in corona and i don't like to say what people should and shouldn't do and i just think you know i i don't like to dispense advice on this and i've just stayed very mum on it but what this reveals really the underlying you know the where, when nations aren't prepared when they make cuts to essential services essential services exist for a reason and when they make cuts to them when the sun is shining they inevitably pay for it when the sun goes down and that's what we're witnessing here and india you met you just mentioned kerala and the health minister's name is shelaja uh, she's quite brilliant right. but uh, in other parts of india in telangana where i'm from they're distributing homeopathic pills you know this and and i i i really worry about the the consequences if this begins to spread in india okay this is the last email and after this guys please have your recommendations ready this is from tarun Hi Vinodan congratulations to everyone on completing 8 years i became a subscriber last month after listening as a mufat course for almost 3 years your rants do work thank you tarun <laughs> i'm glad they do now coming straight to the feedback please do more interviews i have enjoyed all the ones that news line did this month taking from the same point i love newsons and have made sure that my mom and dad watch it every week they have started loving it as well nikku and only nikku should be the host till you guys find a better person to host hafta all other people who host in the absence are well researched but nikku has a special aura oh, thank you tarun i needed that <laughs> yes you can abuse once in a while as long as it doesn't become a sacred games episode <laughs> <laughs> i see that you guys are getting people from different points of view ref right center whatever please continue to do so it never makes me take things for granted please tell anand to use lighter vocabulary i'm an mbs graduate but i'm not that well read please start a business podcast with the likes of vivek kalamit verma and all business news channels offer you know common man's point of view i have been working in the oil and gas industry for 13 years currently based out of dubai any plans of some conference here also i'm the same guy who coaxed nick on twitter to recognize me on becoming a subscriber <laughs> thanks tarun dubai mein i doubt free speech ka conference karunga main or <laughs> 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 as the hindu right troll would day जाके सऊदी में करके दिखा दे दिस एक्चुअली आई थिंक सुधीर चौधरी इज डूइंग समथिंग इन दुबई ओ या तरुण सुधीर चौधरी इन दुबई हैविंग अ कॉन्फ्रेंस ऑन वियोन अबाउट द इंपॉर्टेंस ऑफ रिपोर्टिंग ट्रू एक्यूरेट न्यूज़ इन एन एनवायरमेंट वेयर इट्स वेरी हार्ड यू शुड गो फॉर दैट या आस्क सम क्वेश्चंस बट आई डोंट नो मेबी वी शुड डू समथिंग इन दुबई लेट्स सी वी आर प्लानिंग अ लॉट ऑफ थिंग्स वी हैव टू पीपल कमिंग जस्ट हु विल बी हु डूइंग इवेंट्स सो एक्सपेक्ट अ लॉट ऑफ इवेंट्स फ्रॉम न्यूज़ लॉन्ड्री फॉर आवर सब्सक्राइबर्स ओनली दिस कमिंग ईयर बिकॉज़ वी आर हायरिंग अ टीम ओनली फॉर दैट So on that note Anand please use lighter vocabulary Tarun can understand when you pelo so much gyan in such heavy words ki bhai sabke upar se nikal jata hai theek hai you have to dumb it down pretend pretend pretend, pretend you know everyone is like me you have to do like that 
so on that note thank you dear panel for the wonderful discussion why you should pay to keep news free because if you leave it to large organizations then they can arm twist you any way they want and by you i mean me but if i don't have to depend on mukesh bhai hey mukesh bhai salam toga salam toga <laughs> cnn ibn salam toga salam toga ndtv salam toga salam toga sudhir chaudhary salam toga salam toga avinan sekri salam toga ille boss आप उनका पैसा ना सब्सक्राइबर से आता है तुझसे नहीं तू सलाम ठोक दैट इज वाई ऐसे पे टू कीप न्यूज फ्री बिकॉज एन द पब्लिक पे इज द पब्लिक सर्व वेन एडवर्टाइजर्स पे एडवर्टाइजर सर्व ऑल ऑफ यू लिस्निंग इन द छोटा हफ्ता डू सब्सक्राइब यू कैन लिस्ट द एंटायर हफ्ता वी विल सी अगेन नेक्स्ट वीक विद द हफ्ता टिल देन सब्सक्राइब पे टू कीप न्यूज फ्री बिकॉज वेन द पब्लिक पे इज द पब्लिक इज सर्व एडवर्टाइजर्स पे एडवर्टाइजर सर्व थैंक यू Goodbye. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.